Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios. And welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. This hour presented by the Good Feet Store in Waco. See what the Good Feet Store can do for you. Find them in the Central Texas Marketplace. And welcome in R.J. Ochoa from ESPN San Antonio and Blogging the Boys. R.J., how are we doing today? Doing great, Ward. Great to be with you. Hope your week is going well also. I appreciate it. And it's always fun to talk a little Cowboys, especially when things are not exactly going as planned for the Dallas Cowboys. But let's start off with last week, your big takeaway from the offense against Tampa Bay on Thursday. I know it seems like forever ago since they played that game. Yeah, I mean, uh, last week feels like a lifetime ago, given everything that's happened to the Cowboys um, in, in the aftermath of it all. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, a, almost a week ago, I know, you know, we talked about it, you know, going into the game, uh, but almost a week ago, people were really positive. I think that every Cowboys fan went to bed on Thursday night feeling really satisfied with the performance from the team, feeling like, okay, this is a team that can compete with the very best of the best, obviously, that, that went, you know, kind of uh, the distance with them, and, and that's a lot to kind of hang your hat on. And, you know, while they are – conceivably going to be playing without five of the starters that were in that game this Sunday against the Chargers. The most important factor is that they have the quarterback. Zach Prescott was marvelous last Thursday night. And so as long as that remains a constant, you know, whoever the tackle is, whoever the starting pass rusher is, the Cowboys have a chance. Defensively, were you pleased with what you saw from the defensive side of things? It's so hard to tell. And I know that's a cop-out answer, but because you are going up against you know, the greatest of all time and an incredible offense and an incredible offensive line. I mean, Tampa Bay, you know, by many metrics, had the best offensive line in week one. Tom Brady had one of the fastest releases in week one. And so it's it's so hard to really be able to discern, you know, who these guys are. You know, it's kind of like, you know, okay, I think I know how to ride a bike. Now we're going to throw you on a unicycle. You know what I mean? It's a, <laughs> it's a very different kind of, um, you know, way to roll. Um, but but I think there there were positive moments. I mean, they generated turnovers. I do think that's a little bit inflated. And you know, people look and say, well, they had four turnovers. And the first one was great, and obviously that's what makes missing Demarcus Lawrence suck so much. Uh, but the Trayvon Diggs interception, I mean, you count it, but it was a tip ball. You know, you can't count on that every week. The hail mary at the end of the first half, you know, that one doesn't really count to me. And then the last one was was a fortuitous fumble, but. Um, you know, you're not going to get those lucky bounces each and every week, but they did ultimately get them. And so I think ultimately, yeah, you do feel positive and you feel like when, when they play a player or when they play teams that are closer to the mean, they'll probably be much better. Well, and, and to me, I, I thought it, at least they kept them in the game. They didn't let the, they get away from them against Tom Brady and, and the Buccaneers. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that, you know, they gave their offenses chances or their yeah. offense chances. And that, that's something that they really struggled with last year. I mean, you know, I know you and I have talked a lot about, you know, through the first four games of the season last year, the Cowboys offense started with the ball on the positive side of the 50-yard line once. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they got, they got that opportunity twice in just this game. And to that point, actually, you know, the Trayvon Diggs interception gave the Cowboys offense the ball at the Tampa 21-yard line. And that didn't even result in a touchdown. And so, you know, you point fingers and you say, what was the, the cause? And it was missed opportunities, things like that. You can't start, you know, on the 21-yard line, 21 yards to go, and not come away with seven. And it was just those little tiny details that, you know, when you're playing uh, the New York Giants or the Carolina Panthers, I know Matt Rule's your guy, 
but, you know, th- those things don't show up as much. But when you're playing the very best in the world, you have to be perfect. And the Cowboys just weren't on Thursday night. Absolutely. Now getting on to this week as they take on the Chargers in week number two. And bad news from Cowboy camp yesterday with Demarcus Lawrence and a fractured foot. How much is this going to hurt this defense? We already knew that the depth was going to be a problem into this season. We saw it in the preseason. Now it's really coming to the front lines. Well, I don't want to be dramatic and I don't want to be hyperbolic, but this is devastating. I mean, this is the worst thing that could happen to the Cowboys defense. Now, it's an offensive game, which is why it's not the worst thing that could happen to their team. Uh, you know, Demarcus Lawrence has a lot of cow- a lot of haters. I think uh, you know to use the the terminology of the kids. Uh, you know, uh, around Cowboys Nation, a lot of people are kind of down on him because he doesn't generate a lot of sacks. Uh, but he shows up in the run game. I mean, he was one of DFS mm-hmm. highest graded players overall last week, and you know that's a really important element. I mean, he he generates a ton of pressures. He generates pressure in general. I mean. So being without that is is a difficult mountain for this defense to climb. I mean, you know, they're obviously potentially going to be down Randy Gregory this specific game against the Chargers. Obviously, theoretically, he should be back after that, uh, after he's out of the COVID protocol. But you can make an argument that by missing the two of them, the Cowboys are down, you know, their two best defensive players. I mentioned Tom Brady got the ball out of his hands quickly last Thursday night. 2.34 seconds uh, average time to throw for Tom Brady. Justin Herbert... Uh, a little bit slower, 2.39 uh, seconds on his average time to throw. So very similar release time. And so if the Cowboys weren't getting home already uh, with DeMarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory in this hold, you know, I don't know that Herbert needs to get rid of the ball that quickly. He might have all day back there. When you look at the offensive line and what they've got to do, I know they get Zach Martin back, but Lyle Collins now suspended for a number of games. Is this offensive line, are they going to be able to piece it together going over the next couple of weeks and and be okay there for Dak? Well, you know, I mentioned average time to throw. Dak Prescott had an even shorter average time to throw than either Tom Brady or Justin Herbert, 2.29 seconds. And that's, you know, I think people walked away from last week saying, man, this offensive line did really well. Connor McGovern held up, and he did. I I don't want to take anything away from him and, and his performance for Zach Martin, but I mean, a a great quarterback can mask an offensive line if you're getting rid of the ball quickly because, you know, I mean, I'm not saying you and I can be out there, but if you don't have (laughs) to block for as long, it's obviously not as difficult of a proposition. And so that's where, you know, this is a different example, but, uh, you know, Carson Wentz's first game with the Indianapolis Colts last week, you know, they, they lose that game and every Colts fan is saying, what, our offensive line was terrible this game. What happened? They were so good. But you know what happened is your quarterback held onto the ball too long. And, and that will kill, that will sink any offensive line. And so Dak Prescott, I think, can mitigate some of that damage. It's, it's not ideal, obviously, uh, to have to start Terrence Steele if that ultimately winds up being the case or right tackle. And, and losing Lyell is sizable no matter how you shake it out. But um, I, I think that they have, you know, if you have to lose one of the, the main guys, I mean, obviously the, the main three at this point are Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Lyle Collins. Lyle's the one you want to lose, and all due respect to him. Uh, so it's, it's certainly possible, but, you know, uh, we're making things a little bit more difficult here. It's kind of like when you, when you carry all the groceries in, you know, and you're just you're, you're grabbing like another bag and one more bag. <laughs> one more. So uh, at a certain point, it just becomes impossible. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us here on ESPN Central Texas. And, R.J., for Kellen Moore, does he have to – I know the way the game's trending, but does he have to get Ezekiel Elliott more involved in the game somehow? I honestly, you know, I, I don't want to say I don't think so because I don't think that's fair. I, I think that Kellen 
on you know people like people act like there are there are only two ways you can feel about this you can either be you know what people regard to be as old school establish the run Zeke's got to touch the ball 30 times a game or you're hip trendy you know running backs don't matter throw 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 now the quickest way to the end zone is through the air and you know I think Kellen understands that and Kellen's a millennial and you know, say, you know, what you will of that. He probably, you know, played Pokemon and stuff growing up, just like the rest of us. But, <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I think that Kellen understands more than anything matchups. And I think he understands where he can win. But I think he also very specifically understands where he will likely lose. And I think that, you know, that's maybe a dot that a lot of people struggled to connect over the last week was that, you know, the Cowboys were down Zach Martin. And, you know, that was something that was going to be difficult to overcome no matter what was going to happen, no matter who they were playing against. They just so happened to be playing up against two incredible defensive tackles in Vita Vey and in Dominic Su. And I mentioned Dak Prescott took 2.29 seconds to get the ball out of his hands. And even if you, you know, don't, you know, you know, a lot for his completion percentage or anything like that, we're talking about it takes 2.29 seconds for the ball to get, you know, seven or eight yards downfield, right? Versus is it going to take Zeke Elliott 2.29 seconds to get with the ball 2.29 seconds downfield? And so I think when you break it down that way, it becomes a little bit easier to digest. But I, I think there are opportunities to run the ball, and I think there are opportunities to milk the clock. And I think that those present themselves mid-game, and I think Kellen's really good at capitalizing on those. Bottom line, do the Cowboys even it up and go 1-1 one and one on the 2021 season coming up this weekend? You know, I uh, have long said that they would be 1-1 one and one through the first two games. Um, and I know when we spoke last week, I said, you know, I didn't, I didn't show up to, to pick them to lose the season opener. And so, you know, but it, it felt natural. It felt like they were going to lose one of these two games that Tampa was going to be the one because of who they are. Um, now, to be fair, I also said this before the sky fell and the meteor <laughs> was like, you know, being targeted towards Earth and everything. Um, so it's, it's difficult. It's, it's very difficult to see how the Cowboys could without, you know, five starters uh, conceivably if, if Donovan Wilson – uh, doesn't start in this game or doesn't play in this game, how they could go to L.A. and win. Because they're not, you know, it, it, that's hard to do in general, let, let alone against a really good team, a really good quarterback, really good offensive line. Um, so it's, it's tough cookies no matter how you kind of try to shake it out. But, I mean, I, I think that Dak is, is that good. I mean, I, and I know that that's kind of a, an easy thing to lean on, but I think that it ultimately comes down to that. And I think that Joey Bosa is going to play a factor, but I think that Dak, if, if the competition is Dak against Joey Bosa, if the competition is Dak against anyone, really, I generally lean towards Dak Prescott. And so he can have the most sizable influence on this game. And I just, I, I, I'm, I'm very curious. I, I'm picking them to win and it's, it's in the most hollow possible way, but this is, you know, we haven't really seen, and I know this sounds ridiculous. We haven't really seen Mike McCarthy's team face adversity like this. And mm-hmm. obviously last year was, was really difficult, but they didn't face adversity with Dak Prescott. And, you know, I think we all kind of, you know, anytime something bad happened last year, it's like, okay, well, you know, this season's over anyway. Who cares what's going to happen? So that kind of lowers expectations, so to speak. But this is, okay, yeah, everything's terrible. Everything sucks. Our pets' heads are falling off, so to speak. But you've, you've got Dak Prescott. Mike McCarthy loves to talk about how it took 73 guys to win that world championship that he won with the Green Bay Packers in 2010. Well, one of the constants that year was Aaron Rodgers. And so, okay, Mike, yeah, it sucks to be down your right tackle, your two defensive ends, your safety, your third, second wide receiver, however you view Michael Gallup. But you have the guy. 
I think you agree, Ward. If, if you had to eat steak with, you know, Honey Nut Cheerios on the side, it'd be fine, right? Like, you would want a baked <laughs> potato and maybe asparagus and whatever. But as long as you got that piece of meat, you'll call it a good dinner. And I think that's what the Cowboys have to ultimately do when it comes to Sunday. Should be a fun one on Sunday. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us here on ESPN Central Texas. R.J., always appreciate the time. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next week, man. You too, Ward. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a good one. All right. There he goes. R.J. Ochoa, ESPN San Antonio, and blogging the boys with us here on ESPN Central Texas.